Welcome, and thank you for listening to the New Day Podcast. We are located in South Kansas City, proclaiming the good news of God's grace to our region and abroad. If you'd like more information, please visit our website, newdaykc.org. been on a journey looking at walking in wisdom. This has been going on for, actually, since we got back together, several weeks now, so... Um, multiple weeks of teaching through the last part of June and July, and and we're into August now. And last week, I talked about the importance of wisdom and the tongue. You know, ha, ha, you know, the tongue of the wise, the scripture says, and when to use words, when not to use words, and mostly don't, but when you do, to have how, how important and effective words are. This morning, I want to talk to you about one word in particular and why it is so deeply significant. Now, I could, if it hadn't been up there already, I could have gone through the, what word do you think it is? It's a three-letter word, and it's awkward to talk about because we use a four-letter word to describe our anatomy with it. However, beyond the humor of it, This one word is so deeply important to your life, to my life. One word. We use it all the time, but, 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 and it means several things, and we're going to look at it, but look at this scripture that's uh, associated, that's cut off. I don't know, that thing's not working right this morning, we can't get it set right, but Listen to me as I read this scripture to you, and look at what it starts with. This is Romans 5. We've studied it before. But God. But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. When we didn't have any good in us at all, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. This conjunction, which that's the form of speech it is, in three little letters, but is so deeply, deeply important. But what you don't realize is it's deeply important for your everyday life. Not just when you're studying, not just when you're talking with other people, but just you being you, when you're just, I don't know, sitting in neutral and going nowhere. Or maybe you're doing something really important. It's a word that's used a lot. Um, Definition, it has lots of definition to it. Isn't it strange that a little three-letter word can have such a big definition? Um, It can be used for the word that, um, used after a negative. There is no doubt but he won in that form. Uh, it's a it's a word that can be used in a comparison. Uh, 
in this way, it, it never rains, but it pours. And it's an old saying that we use. I don't think we even realize what we're saying. Can be used as the word unless. Can be used as the word then. Something which measures more than, less than. Uh, sooner. It no sooner started, but it stopped. Uh, it can be a contrary. So a word that would be in its place is notwithstanding. I like ice cream. Notwithstanding, I should never eat it. It can be the word yet. Poor, but proud. Which actually means yet proud. Didn't steal my pride. Good kind of pride. With the exception of, so you would Bring two words here, but that. So it's a really, really important word. Um, mostly it's used after a negative. There is no doubt but that it must be done. See, it always affects on what you're thinking about. Doubts, things like that. Um can be used to indicate a possibility or an uncertainty, or it can be used to indicate a certainty over a possibility. I don't know, but I think I'm going to go. We use it a lot. Everyone uses this phrase so much without ever realizing it, and without ever realizing its significance. Now, uh, one of my favorite books, it's called The Rest of the Gospel by Dan Stone. Dan's gone home and he's in eternity and he's probably, hopefully looking down. I don't know how that witness thing works, but he's smiling to know that he's being utilized again. But he does a whole chapter on this and he does it and he refers to it as when you look at the word and you put it in the God context, he says, now you're talking about the word in the sense of holiness. And so he calls it the holy, the whole chapter is called the holy but. And you go, that's hilarious. You know, you're, you want to go to junior high humor immediately. Oh. Uh, you know, and all of us still have, I still have junior high humor left in me, so... But a close look at what he's talking about? Let me put it this way. Let me begin a question with it. But what do you believe? Big sentence. We usually use it in reference to circumstances. And a close look at it and how we use it, this is why I want to focus on this one word, is a close look at it kind of reveals what you really believe. Okay, I, I, I so often use other people as an example. Uh, I'll use myself this morning. That Lloyd Rendell's. First of all, he's God's favorite. That Lloyd Rindles is a really nice guy and a great pastor, but... 
his sermons are too long. He usually uses really weird humor, and he only preaches about love. Meaning, I like him, but... And we can also use that regarding circumstances of life. Um, Here's what's very true about you and I. And in how we deal with things, how we talk about things. And I want you to focus on how important this word is over your life. Especially now. Under these circumstances. Because of this, we're always living after the but that we use. Unfortunately, Christians typically put the wrong things before and after it. After the word but. We put the God stuff before the but and our situation or feelings after it. Let me give you an example. We say things like this. Well, I know God loves me, but it doesn't seem like it right now. He seems far away. I know God loves me, but everything's falling apart. I know God is my sufficiency, but I'm still, I'm still lacking these things. I know that God promised me wisdom, but I'm so confused right now. You do that, and you have to ask the question, what are you believing? What are you really living out of? Um, you're living in junk. <laughs> you're living in circumstances that somebody else may or probably is, trying to determine regarding your life. And the only thing that you can hope for then in change when you do it this way is for changed circumstances. So what you're really saying is you're living in circumstances and not living in God. Whenever the God stuff is on the front end of this little three-letter word and all the circumstances on the back side, because it's the circumstances on the back side that you're living out of. And that little conjunction, that little conjunction in your life determines what you're believing because it's what you're speaking. In 1 Corinthians, I believe, therefore I speak. What are you speaking? Remember how important words are. We looked at it last week. And I will tell you this. Our enemy, Satan, doesn't care how much God talk we use as long as we put it before the butt. He'll let you talk all that faith talk you want as long as you can get you to use that three-letter word. He doesn't care because you just discounted yourself. You just discounted the work of God in your life in present circumstances. Man, I started studying this and I went, oh man, Lloyd. It's not because you use it over politics, people, situations, what's going on in your life, the stuff you have, the stuff you don't have. There's a different way, though. 
really good way to faith approach. Faith approach is best seen in how to use the word but correctly for your life in the story of the garden. Now, this morning in our small group, we were looking at the issue of temptation. We may take that up in here next week. We'll have to see what the Lord is up to. Listen to Luke 22. Now, we, we know, you know, I don't have to set the scenario for you. This is just before Jesus gets arrested. He's in the garden, and it wasn't the arrest and the crucifixion that was horrible for him. It was this part. This was the garden. We always like to, we like to sing really incredible uh, songs about it and do this. This was one of the most horrendous things that he went through. This was before the beating, but this was the beating before the beating because this is what he had to deal with. He was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw and he knelt down and prayed saying, Father, if it is your will, Take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, or, but, not my will, but yours be done. He didn't like the circumstances. I, I don't think I could either. And remember, Jesus was without sin, so he's being tempted and that one fact of, of turning that sentence to have it, uh, this hinge word, if you can see it that way, hinge being, being the thing that the door rotates on, how significant it was for him to be able to get through this, to be able to go, and this is literally saying, I don't want to do this, but God reaches up in faith. But God. He lived, he, 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 had, he had to get back to that place through the circumstances of living in faith and trust. We can use that little three-letter word as the emphasis, as the stepping stone, as the diving board sometimes to go and move into God. It just depends on which side you put God on. Before or after? It was a bridge. It's a bridge word. Picks you up from where you're stuck and it moves you into faith. If we didn't have the negatives in life, we wouldn't exercise the faith. That's why that little three-letter word is so huge. Do you like circumstances today? No, I don't. I don't like what's going on. But God's in charge. But God is the ruler. But God is king of kings and lord of lords. But God said, let the nations rage. And the unbelievers imagine a vain thing. That's what he said. Last time I looked, is the funny thing about God is he knows he's God. He has no doubt. 
He did it. It's accomplished. It's done. Just remember this. If we could use the equation that a day is like a thousand years to the Lord, the crucifixion was just two days ago. This is very fresh in his memory. So he says to you, how can I forget you? The cross put your name in his hand. It's engraven in my hand. This is not a long time ago for him. This is the day before yesterday. I bet you can't even remember what you ate. I, oh no, I shouldn't have eaten that. I do remember. <laughs> this is so significant, this little three-letter word. Because this approach can move you from the level of the soul, your thoughts, your feelings, even your will, which are perfectly normal reactions to life situations, to the level of the spirit, to faith, to allowing Christ to respond to situations through you with his life, but God. Circumstances don't change, but you shift on the inside. That's literally what happened to Jesus in the garden. He shifted. He chose to live from what his father said and what his father did rather than from his feelings. Thank God. But God. So how do we do it? Well, there isn't a trick, but it is learning to use how this word how to operate with it in the realm of faith and trust. I want my faith to be huge. Most of the time it feels, hmm. Always, this is it. If you can start getting a pattern in the way you speak, especially your internal language to you, especially your internal language, that your external will follow your internal, by the way, if you put the circumstances first and God's truth last, you're going to change. You can't always change this stuff, but you can change whether you're going to receive it or not. What comes after the but actually is what you receive. That's where you're living, not before, after. Okay, listen, listen to Psalm 13. I just want to read it to you. Matter of fact, here, I'm not, it doesn't go up there. I want you to shut your eyes and receive it this morning. Just receive, receive this. So this is David during a hard time. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long will my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and hear me, O Lord my God. Enlighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemy say I have prevailed against him. Lest those who trouble me rejoice when I am moved. But... I have trusted in your mercy. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. 
I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Okay, open your eyes. Can you see this? All of the, you know, and this wasn't written when he was an old man. This was written when he was younger and Saul was chasing him. Paul understood this realm also really much. Uh, Think in 2 Corinthians 4. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. He uses the but in such a way to make it clear that God is at work in his life. That's what we need to do. Make it clear to yourself. Say it out loud. This is scary right now. And my child is, and you fill in the blank. But God, you're able to save. But God, you're the pursuer. But God, you can do this. But God, I trust you with my child. And somehow, without you building up your faith, your faith is built up. Why? Because you're completing the sentence with God. Complete your sentence with God. And he who is faithful will hear you and answer you. Now the answer, here's the but, that answer may not look like you wanted it to look, but I tell you what, God doesn't quit working on our behalf ever. I won't leave you. I won't forsake you. I will not turn my ear away from you. It says his ear is attentive to the prayer of the righteous. This is, this is actually stunning. This is a... And we speak these things because we believe them. When you start believing them in your heart, it's weird. Then you speak them. If you start speaking them, guess what you do? You start believing them. And it changes your daily walk in a time of really horrendous circumstances. I'm scared, like you. But I'm not going to live in fear. Did you hear me? But I'm not going to live in fear. I can get scared. My emotions can get the best of me. I can even make a stupid choice out of fear and stuff. But God is for me, and I will not live in fear. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So use my sound mind to align my words with who he is. Everything begins to change. So here... Before we even read this together, listen, this is what's true of us. We would like to escape our circumstances. Not a one of us sitting in here want to go through difficult times. I don't. But if we can learn to operate on the right side of the butt, uh, we don't escape them, we pass through them. Israel escaped Egypt, but it passed through the wilderness. There were things that had to be learned. You've escaped the judgment of death. 
Now you're passing through this life to learn, develop, train, to understand, to become a deep person of faith. Even if you never told anybody else about it, it would be between you and the Lord. And this is what we know. The scripture says, deep calls unto deep. Half of you don't believe that you can be a deep person. And God says, I made them to be a deep person. The key is agreeing with what God says. Line your words up. And putting that which you, what God says after the but in your sentence. Look at this one. God says right now, not in a day to come, right now we are holy and blameless in his sight. Ephesians 1.4, Colossians 1.22, we've looked at this so much in here. God didn't ask you Are you irreproachable in your sight? Because seldom do we see ourselves that way. I mean, I get up in the morning just like you do. I go, oh boy. (laughs) Lloyd, (laughs) got your beauty sleep, huh? But this is what God says. You are irreproachable. You are holy and blameless in my sight. That's what that scripture says. And he's the one who counts. I will tell you this. I don't know everything about eternity, but I know who has the last word. It's God. Don't you want to live by the last word and not the middle words? Or even a lot of the bad before words? Stop debating with God by that one word. Stop debating with him. Oh, yeah. I, I love it. Dan Stone puts it this way. Stop doing but, 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 but. I know how you see me, God. Uh, and I know what the word says. But man, my life's a mess again. That's the language of defeat. Not the language of victory. You'll never have victory till you change that language. Even when you have it, you won't see it correctly. That's what faith is. One of the ways of faith that it works is we see things correctly because faith calls us into seeing how God sees it. Faith isn't something you can muster up. Faith is you agreeing with God. Going, yes. Instead of going, I know, I understand that. But, no, no, no. Say yes. You, God. What if you just, how would your life be different this week if you just agreed with God and said, yep, you see me as holy and blameless and irreproachable. Thank you. I'm holy, blameless, and irreproachable. What if you got rid of the butts and got the word thank you in there? How? Well, it might change my attitude. No, it will change the way you deal with life. It will change you. 
I used to teach this, that change was slow and change was hard, but change was possible with God's grace if you really put a lot of effort into it. This is what I believe. God changed me. Remember last week I told you about that, that little gal at Aldi's. You know, well, are you a moral man? Moral? No, I'm the righteousness of God. I'm a righteous man on the earth. Morality? That's people's rules. Righteousness? That's what God made me. Changes everything. Changes everything. If you declare your righteousness, guess how you'll act? Guess how you'll think? One little word that can change your life. Isn't that amazing? Start doing all the, get all the circuits. They're real. I'm not, this isn't a, playing a game with words that the stuff that's going on around you isn't real or it's not, it's not happening, it's not happening. Yes, it is. It's happening. But God, and go to whatever God says in his word and start lining up with it. Align yourself. Align yourself. And real change begins to happen. This is, I, I thought through this chapter again. When I first read this chapter, it felt like the words were 10 miles away. Now I've read through that book, I don't know, this must be the seventh or eighth time. There's a couple of them I've done with that. The Cure I've done with that. Now those words are like, oh, they're, they're like drinks of water that go, yep. I just got going, yeah, and they feel real close because they're changing me. They're changing me. I've changed. I was something, but God made me something else. Isn't that incredible? Can I pray for you? God, I ask that these words this morning would penetrate into our souls. It's true in our spirit. Our spirits jump and rejoice and go, yes, 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 yes. But I ask now that it would penetrate into each person's emotions, each person's thoughts, into their will. And Lord, we do, we agree with the book of Acts. In you, we live and move and have our being. I ask for a reality a birthing reality to begin to happen in the lives of the people that I know and that hear this. Not because I spoke them, but because of what you say. What you say is good. What you say, God, is right. What you say, God, is holy. What you say, God, is pure. What you say about this 
person is altogether lovely. So Lord, I ask that you would stun us this week by just showing up. Speak a word into each heart. Speak a word of confidence. Speak a word of meaning. Speak a word of change and growth and faith and trust. Speak a word into us that is you. I'm no athlete, but I know there's a word, reps. When you're practicing something, it's taking it from the head into the fingers, into the hands, the arms, so that it comes naturally. And I think this is something that's really kind of, here's another short word, reps. We need to practice this. We need to set up our own internal God. Let me get 15 reps, butt reps a day or whatever it is, you know, that kind of thing. Holy yoga reps. Yeah. Yeah, practice all your butts. (laughs) Oh, what would we look like? How would we sound to a world that cannot find their way? Even when they refuse it. But God, thank you, God. So now, Lord, we say again, bless us and keep us. Make your face to shine upon us. Be gracious unto us. God, lift up your countenance upon us and give us peace. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, thus we receive your name upon us. Amen.